Blog Talk Radio. Good Saturday morning out there in radio land and internet world to all of our friends, book lovers, anybody who's looking for tips to market their small business or just something that they can use to help improve and advance and get to the next level in their personal life. You came to the right place and definitely the right show today. I want to welcome you to Blog Talk Radio's Off the Shelf for this Saturday, June the 8th. I have to always start by saying thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us here this morning. It's just an absolute joy to have you here with us as we head into our 10th year. I can can hardly believe it. And we have a wonderful, wonderful guest that I'm excited to introduce you to today. But for those who might just be tuning in for the first time, I want to introduce myself, but before I do, i got to say thank you again to our loyal listeners who've been with us for going on 10 years. You have no idea how much I appreciate and enjoy you. For those who are tuning in for the first time, I want to introduce myself. As I said, I'm your host, Denise Turney, and like I always say, I'm coming to you live from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Thank you again for your support. And please don't let another day pass before you pick up a copy of the amazing book that is Love Pour Over Me. And you can get a copy of Love Pour Over Me today through Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Google Books, eBook It, Walmart. If you don't see it on the bookstore shelves, just ask the clerk for it because it's carried by the largest book distributors in the world. And what do you get when you pick up Love Pro over me? Mystery, romance, you get awesome friendships. And I do mean friendships that stretch across decades. You know how you meet people when you're young and you promise to keep in touch, but you fall out of touch, not in, in Love Pro over me. You get a lot of, you get high chase scenes, things that keep you on the edge of your seat, and loads and loads of entertainment, and, and a love between a man and a woman and a father and a son that I don't think you will forget. And again, you can pick up a copy of Love Pro Over Me at any online or offline retailer. And now, to the moment I know you guys have been waiting for, we're going to go and meet our special guest today. And today's off-the-shelf feature guest, she's been here before, and I've crossed paths with her probably, I know, well over maybe almost going on 15 years now, which is hard to believe, when she had her started out with her website, where she was helping and support so many other people, mothers and authors, and she's just been so supportive of others. It's it's an honor to be able to have her on and to support her. So who is she? She's an entrepreneur, a public speaker, website and graphic designer, book promoter, and she is an author, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited that she she started to publish her own work. Her short story, Birthing Pains, is included in the anthology Home Again, Stories of Restored Relationship. Uh, she's also the author of the book When Rain Falls, and her latest book, When Memory Fades, although before we came on live, she told me that she just released a self-help book, and she can give us that title here on the air. But her latest is When Memories Fade, and this awesome, awesome woman is Tyora Moody, and she's online at tyoramoody.com. I'll spell that for you, T-Y-O-R-A-M-O-O-D-Y.com, T-Y-O-R-A-M-O-O-D-Y.com. 
D-Y.com. You can hop over there. Actually, now, if you're on the Internet or your mobile device while you listen to today's show and check out more of her work, we're absolutely honored to have her with us again this morning. Welcome to Off the Shelf, Tyora. Thank you, Denise. It's good to be here. So good to have you uh, with us. She said she has a cold, but she doesn't sound like it. She's sounding good. <laughs> Tyora sounding good this morning. So, again, thank you. Uh, uh, and uh, and again, as I was congratulating you off the air, I want to congratulate you on the air on having your new book, When Memories Fade, released. I want to ask you, how soon after you finished When Rain Falls did you start writing on When Memories Fade? Well, I had shopped When Rain Falls around to get the book deal, so I got the book deal in 2010. And it kind of took a while to really just um, make sure that that was edited the way the publisher wanted. So I really didn't start One Memory State until last year, in 2012. And believe it or not, it was right around the time that When Rain Falls released. So I learned oh. a lesson last year. Um, when you are with the publisher, you kind of release a book, you get a deadline. So I was learning how to balance marketing the book and writing a book at the same time. Mm. <laughs> so just, um, and, and, and working, right? Yes, and working, oh doing things for other people. Um, yeah, so I really, I actually only, I wrote When Memory Stayed in about three months compared to the almost on and off two years that it took for When Rain Falls. So it was a big difference um, in writing. Wow. You wrote it in, you said, three months? Yes, I wrote it in three months. I started, um, like, oh the end goodness. of March, and I was finished around this time last year. But then you had to go through the process of getting it edited, right? Yes. Um, yeah, that was, by the time I got to three months, that was probably, well, I did, I had a second draft. I had wrote the first draft, and then I was on my second draft. And then, yeah, I did, during the summer, when it was edited during the summer. And when you're with a publishing company, it goes through two edits. It gets, like, a major edit first, and then you see it come back to you later, kind of in the final copy, when you can't really change anything. But it goes through a copy edit where you go through how to catch any, uh, you know, misspelled words or words that are not in place. So it kind of goes through. Okay. Okay. Now, your first book, When Rain Falls, I know it was picked up by Urban Christian Kensington Publishers. Is that who your new book was under? And then I want another question for our off-the-shelf listeners who want to become publishers, published authors. Can you explain, I know you did it the last time you were on, but for those who didn't catch that interview, if you could talk about the process of landing a publisher and particularly a multi-book deal. Um, yes, well, sure. Um, yes, When Memory Fade was the second book. I received a two-book deal from Urban Christian. Okay. And so When Memory Fade was the fulfillment of that two-book deal. I'm in. Just to let your listeners know, um, I actually went to a writer's conference. It was more of a, it was called the Faith and Fiction Retreat. So it was for readers and authors. Mm-hmm. And so there were some, some publishers there. So I pitched the Wind Rain Falls story. 
actually, when I went to the publisher, I pitched the whole series. I pitched One Rain Falls. I had not written One Memory Play yet, but I kind of knew I was going to write it. And I also pitched the third book in the series that I also had not written, but I kind of knew I was going to write in the future. Okay. So, um, there's two rejections. So, of course, Urban Christian was the one that gave me the two-book deal. Um, and, and like I said, I want you to get a deal with a traditional publisher and I'm going to expect you to meet deadlines so that they can... They usually need about a year to really get a book out. So um, last year, as I was finishing up one book, I also got my book cover around the same time I was writing it. Um, mm. I got the editing process last summer. Um, all this was about probably six months out before it was actually going to be released. So they do a lot of things ahead of time, um, which is a lot different than maybe if you're independently published. For example, I just put out my first independent published book, and I took a very different route because <laughs> it was okay. you know, my project. So um, I had it edited long ago, but um, I just finished up the book cover and everything probably right around a month before I actually submitted it to the printer. So it was a little bit have a different process. That's interesting, the comparison of what you, the way if you are putting the book out yourself versus you're working with a publishing house that has a lot of books that they've have to put out, and they probably may be working with, I don't know, 10 or more, maybe 50, depending on how big the house is, 50 to 100 authors or more, then they probably do follow a set schedule, and by this date we need to have this done, by this date, because they're working on more than one book. They're working on maybe dozens of books or or like a random house could be hundreds of books that they're trying to get out. So they it is different than than what you would do if it was just you working on your own book. I never even thought of that before, but that's a good point that you just brought up. Um now based on your experience, would you say it's common for publishers to sign a new writers to a multi book deal? Just based on your experience. Um, I don't know if the word is common, but I would say it's possible. Um, I don't okay. think if, if anyone's speaking that, I think you should definitely pursue that. I think you just have to, one, have certain things in place. Like most days, you need to have an agent. You almost mm-hmm. have to pitch to an agent these days to, to get an agent. But once you have someone who's on your side who can help pitch you to a larger um, publisher, and if you show that you have that platform that you can, really, it all boils, boils down to if you have the platform that people will go out and buy your books as soon as they hit the store, that kind of really helps sell you, but also just great writing. So I would say it's possible for a new author, um, definitely get in there, um, but you, authors, you need to realize the importance of the marketing behind it all. It's good to write a great book, but you have to show and prove. Like I can tell you, um, every time I turn in a title to Urban Christian, I have to turn in a marketing plan. So I have to Uh, this is what I'm going to do once this book is released. I'm going to go to this conference. I'm going to hit this book signing. I'm going to do a book tour. I'm going to do online radio interviews. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So every time, with, with, even when you sign a multi-book deal, you have to do that with I, every new book? I, 
Every book you have to show. So how are you wow. going to Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Now, before we talk about your new book, and I want to dive into that and talk about When Memories Fade, how did that ideal, and I think I asked you this before, but how did you come up with that idea of the Victory Gospel Series? How did that come to you? Well, after I finished writing When Rain Falls, I knew there were two characters that were kind of, I don't know, I guess you could say speaking to me, saying they had their own story. And the mm-hmm. third character, which actually, she's the first lady of the church in the book. The church in the, the book series is called Victory Gospel Church. So I knew oh. the, the first lady of Victory Gospel Church. So I took the Victory Gospel as the series title for all three books. Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay. Now, how many books? You said the three books in the series. Do you plan to write more, and will all of them have Candace Johnson as the main character? Um, well, no. The the first book, When Rain Falls, Candace Johnson is the main character. Um, when Memory Stays, I actually took a different route. Some people with series, they like to continue with chapters. Mm-hmm. While reading, we'll see Candace again. It's actually a brand new story. It's actually almost a standalone story. Meaning you don't have to read One Rain Falls first. But you do see Candace okay. again, but she comes as, as a mentor to the young woman who's in One Memory's grave. And the third book is you'll see Candace and Angel again, but the main storyline is actually about the first lady, whose name is Lenora Freeman. So you kind of see the characters again, but all three books stand on their own. They're their own kind of a mystery suspense story. Okay, now, now, and when rain falls, because it proceeds when memories fade, and I definitely want to talk about both books, can you tell off-the-shelf listeners, give, give them a, a little background on Candace Johnson. What does she do for a living? Where does she live? Is she an only child? What's her family like? And what are some of her passions? Oh, sure. Candace Johnson is, well, she's a widow when you um, start reading the book. She's also the mother of two teenagers. One's a senior, the other one's a sophomore in high school. She's a business owner, so she owns her own beauty salon. Um, and she is, she was an only child. She grew up without her mother. Her mother actually um, died when she was a young girl when uh, due to a domestic violence incident. So Candace was mm. by her aunt. So that's kind of the background for Candace. Was it her? Who who's the domestic violence? A boyfriend or father? It was a boyfriend that killed her mother uh, when Candace. Oh. Was wow! So she's got a lot of stuff going on that she's got to work through. Now, when the book opens, how old is she, and what's happening at the start of when rain falls? What's happening to Candace? And when we fall, she is about 38 um, years old. And she is, it's been two years since her husband passed away. He was a homicide detective. And so she is still kind of mourning him. It's, it's two years, but she's still missing and missing having a partner to help raise her two kids. She's kind of still trying to adjust being a single mother. 
So that's where you find some handicap in the first part of Winway Falls, and then she's going to suffer a really big blow. Now um, uh. the novel's about her losing her best friend to a murder. So she Dang, Candace, Candace. <laughs> Whoa, you gave it to Candace? I did. Oh her mom, her mom, and their husband, and now, oh my goodness, poor Candace, man. I can see a reader reading when Rain Falls and seeing the victory, the gospel series, really pulling for her. Like, man, I really want her to something good, great to happen to her. She just keeps having to go through one of these losses, which makes the title so appropriate when Rain Falls. Now. She struggles with her trust in God at some point, and she starts to lose faith. Is that correct? Yes. The readers will see um, she's really struggling and asking God the question, you know, why do you keep taking away my loved ones? Uh. Yeah, she you know, doesn't really believe in God, but she's asking that question um, of him, which, you know, I think is that any of us in real life would, you know, People may think you shouldn't question God, but sometimes that's how you open dialogue. Yeah. You figure out how to move forward when something happens to you. Well, if you don't ask questions, you're not going to get answers. And I think that when people say don't trust God, baked into a lot of religion, I think that the root of it, there is a lot of fear that God's going to get angry and punish. This this image of this angry, bipolar God who loves and hates at the same time, uh, depending on what we do. It just it makes people afraid to ask questions because they're like, he's going to get me, he's going to get me. But how do you get the answers if you don't ask questions? So I think that's a, that's a good thing to ask questions. You get in, Maybe that's why we go in the, the situations we go into so we can start to ask questions and let go of this fear of God that he's going to get mad, this bipolar God is going to get mad and going to get us. So to come out of that, to ask questions so we can get to the truth, to what's really, really, really going on. Now, you said we know she lost her mom when she was a kid, her mother passed on, and then her uh her husband did, and she's now raising two children as a single mother. How much in the book, as a writer, how much did did you show the reader her struggle? Because I, I think people, we all go through struggles when people can either watch a movie or read a poem or or a book or something that they can see they're not alone in the in the clutches of a struggle because. Somebody else has presented for them, somebody else who's there, which is why support groups are helpful. How much do you dive into that? Do you go deep into it or you just touch the surface of her struggle? Um, I think I dive into it pretty deep. Um, I actually um, went even further than I thought because um, what Candace doesn't realize is she's been in such a brief zone she doesn't realize how much her children have grieved. So there's mm. a part in the novel where you see where her oldest daughter, who was a daddy's girl, was really angry. She she really had an anger streak in her. And so mm-hmm. I kind of did it that, where mother and daughter, they battled against each other, but it was also because both of them were hurt missing the, this man in their life, the husband and the father. So I think I go pretty deep. You know, even to 
well, she has to understand she needs to be there for her children because she is all mm-hmm. they have. Okay, okay. Uh, um, can you introduce our listeners before we start talking about when memories fade? Can you introduce off-the-shelf listeners to some of the supporting cast in When Rain Falls? You've given us a little bit about Candace. You've talked about her children uh, who she's raising solo. One you said is a sophomore. I forget what grade the other one was in high school. She's 38 at the start of the of the story. But what, can you introduce some of the supporting cast? And what is it about these characters that helps pe- to keep people interested in the story and, and continue reading? Oh, sure. Well, the other main character in When Wayne Falls would be the detective. His name is um, Detective Darnell Jackson. And he is the homicide detective. He really comes to Candace's side to really help her figure out what happened to her friend. He's also just a good guy. He's uh, recently divorced. He moved from California to Charlotte, North Carolina, where the story is set. And he's kind of making his way, trying to get to know the other guys in the Charlotte Police Department. He's kind of an outsider um, a good bit, so you kind of see his struggles. Um, some other people around Candace are the people that are in her beauty salon. She has um, uh, Beulah, who's one of her stylists, who's an older woman. She's kind of a mama figure to Candace. Candace actually has a couple of mother figures. Uh, she Good has for her. Um, Frederica Roberts, she's an, another older woman. I really got a chance to showcase how it's great to have a mature woman come provide you with wisdom, you know, just really solid wisdom from the experience. I had a chance to do that a good bit in this novel with some of the characters. Um, and then there's, um, you know, um, her Aunt Maggie. Um, Aunt Maggie raised Candace. Um, mm. There was some turmoil between those two women because Aunt Maggie had a lot of guilt about her younger sister dying at the hand of a man. She was a religious, strict, kind of legalistic woman. Oh, yeah. So they had to come together to kind of deal with their past issues a good bit. So it was was a mystery novel, but it probably has, I find that my my writing has kind of a woman's fiction feel to it within the mystery. So I think I I kind of go deep, but I also, you got a mystery to solve, too. Yes, you know, and Candace has a load, and you and it. I, I, sometimes it does feel like in life, with the the realism of the story, that you're dealing with more than one thing. Hopefully, nobody more than three heavy things at once. But uh, the importance of working through whatever it is you're dealing with, so you, it doesn't keep coming up. And if, if something similar comes up again, because you've already gone through it. It just doesn't have that power over you anymore. I think that's so important when, like your story, the challenges, you show the character, you have the struggle, but you've got to work through it. If you don't work through it, when a similar thing comes up again, you're going to be right back in that struggle. So you got to go all the way through. Now, one reviewer had this to say about When Rain Falls, which I know you said is, is is not so much a, a, a drama book, but more of a mystery. But one reviewer had this to say about When Rain Falls, a good and 
it's sad to say, rare entry in the Christian black crime fiction genre. Come on, readers and publishers, support this and other bold novelists broadening the African-American Christian market reading niches experiences. Solid debut. Did you, Tyora, first of all, two questions. Did you read a lot of mysteries growing up, number one? And number two, did you deliberately set out to write a Christian crime novel that was different from other books on the market? <laughs> Let's see, number one, yes. Uh, I would say probably 75% of the fiction I read is mysteries, suspense, or thrillers. I just, from my Nancy Drew days, I have always been attracted to a good mystery or a good suspense novel. And two, yeah, I was looking for a Christian fiction novel that I would read. Um, Christian fiction, especially under the African-American genre, kind of blew up. There was a lot of authors that were coming out, and it was great. But I wasn't really, um, I, I kind of always didn't want to read a book where it's about a sister relationship. I wanted just, uh, I guess what I was used to reading, a mystery where I was like, well, who did it? Or what was the person behind this, and what was the reason? I kind of like that logical thinking. Um, this time, like, we were working on a word puzzle. I like to read a book and have it make me think at the same time. So I did purposely set out either to write um, under the fiction picture genre. Now, another reviewer said about When Rain Falls, uh, she addresses a variety of topics, or I don't know if it's a he or she, but the the, book, the reviewer addresses a variety of topics like adultery, guilt, domestic violence, and legalism. And they, they, they talked about that, about when rain falls, that you take on a lot of these topics that some others, especially in the Christian genre, might step back from. Can you give us an example? You talked about the legalism uh, with the the aunt. Can you give us some examples of how you address that more specifically in When Rain Falls? Um, well, just basically, Aunt Maggie, um, well, I just want to give you a little background on Candace's mom. Candace's mom was one of those women who sought out men to find her security. Um, so she was a beautiful woman. Uh, she spent a lot of time being beautiful, and sometimes to Candace's, she would neglect Candace sometimes. So I think her aunt uh, Maggie, she she would not let uh, Candace do things going up like um, have makeup. Um, she had to wear a skirt. She was uh, um, she was just very like she had to be plain. And you kind of saw that come out in the novel. I mean, Candace ended up having her own beauty salon. So, Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah, she like she just crashed against all of that. She wanted wow to, um, not be the plain Jane. Um, so that you know, so I subtly kind of showed that. I, it sounds like I talked about a lot in this novel, but it was all really subtle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which so. makes it good. So a lot of readers dealing with different things or interested in different, they could. Um, you know, the, find the book in, engaging. Before we talk about when memories fade, and I got to tell you, the way 
you responded to the questions when rain falls. It makes the book that much more interesting to me. That this it's, it's more than just a mystery. You touch on a lot of different things in the story, which I appreciate. But before we talk about when memories fade, I wanted to ask you, and I like asking authors this question, what did you learn about yourself while you were writing When Rain Falls that you didn't know before you started writing the book? Well, exactly. Well, some of the same things that we talked about, that um, when you're in a grieving process, and grief, I talked about grief as the form of death, but grief can come in a job loss. It could be divorce. It could be any major transition that really knocks you off your feet. And sometimes it's okay to ask those questions why. I think I was definitely one of those people who was like, well, it's just the way it is. Um, I'm not going to question it. But sometimes I think um, when you do ask questions, it gives you that opportunity to really be more sincere in your prayer life, you know, like really have that conversation that you as a person need to have with God yourself. So um, mm-hmm. I think that was another one thing I walked away with. Um, so I can, yeah, don't be saying like I'm writing, I get ministered to as well. <laughs> yeah, you know what, I, I think the same thing. I, I, I agree, and I've heard ministers say that as they're preaching sometimes the, and, and re- researching, something comes up to them. You know, it's I, I do agree, and I don't. I think it's impossible to paint a picture, make a song, write a book, and not have something revealed to yourself. Maybe something about yourself you didn't, you just didn't want to notice before, and now you see it. But something that comes up. Now I want to talk about when memories fade. Can you give our off-the-shelf listeners uh, an overview of when memories fade? And then also, is Candace in this story? And if so. Because I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm rooting for her. If so, can you tell us what's going on with her in memory's face? So if you could give an overview, and if can let us know if Candace is in the story. Um, yes, um, when memory's fade is still in the Victory Gospel series. It is a, a standalone story, um, and the readers will see Candace and the detectives again in the story. Um, the story is about Angel Roberts. He saw her really briefly in When Rain Falls. He actually um, met her grandmother, Frederica Roberts, who was a mentor to Candace in When Rain Falls. So at the opening of When Memory Stays, Frederica has a stroke. And it's very devastating to Angel because Angel has grown up being raised by her grandparents. And the reason why is because her mother left. It was on her fifth birthday, Angel's fifth birthday. Her mother walked out, and she never returned. So it's been about 20 years since her mother went missing. And, you know, in When Rain Falls, I dealt with death, but in When Memory State, I'm dealing with a missing person's case. So you don't have that closure. You don't really know what happened to the person. Mm-hmm. So Angel is 25 years old. She's actually the same age her mother was when her mother went missing. Wow. So she's in this mode of, she's, she happens to be a videographer, and she wants to make this documentary. She's been working on it for a few years about her mother's life. And her mother happened to be a really, um, she was a protege. She was set to be one of those 
uh, singer. She's looking for a record deal. Um, she had a, I like to describe, she had a um, a song. She could have battled Mary J. Blige or, or Mariah Carey. It was during that time period that her mm-hmm. mother was looking for a record deal. But anyway, okay. she was missing. You know, there's this young woman who had great dreams and hopes. No one knew what happened to her. Mm. So that's kind of Angel's story. And she comes along, she meets up. There's another main character named West Page. West Page is an investigative reporter. And it just so happens during this time that Angel's looking for her mother, there's another missing girl. So wow. together, they're trying to figure out, are there these two African-American missing women? Is it connected? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it a serial killer or someone? So... You kind of have all these different questions that come up that these two young people work together to find out what happened to these two missing women that are 20 years apart. Wow. Okay. Now, I wanted to ask you, when memories fade, does the title, we know in When Rain Falls, that, that definitely does, dealing with so much transition, does the title have a special meaning when memories fade, is it connected to the grandmother's stroke? Did she lose, start to lose some of her memory? I mean, I'm 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 doing this for our off-the-shelf listeners. I I I have researched and know more about the story, but for our listeners, can you tell us if the title has a special meaning? Uh, yes, it does. As there's two meanings, it is related to Angel because her mother walked out when she was five years old. She doesn't have that many memories. Of her mother, she kind of she remembers her, but she kind of doesn't remember her. And also, there's another person, as an older person in this novel, who was the detective on Angel's mom's case, and he is now in his late sixties, and he's mm-hmm. suffering from Alzheimer's. Oh. So, and he happens to be West Cage's grandfather. So um, he's actually the first person the angel seeks out looking for help. And when she discovers mm-hmm. that he is suffering from Alzheimer's, it kind of sets her back. And that's when Wes Cage steps in. He wants to help her. And also, it's for some reason or another, um, Pop, what I call the novel, he kind of remembers the case. Uh, with Alzheimer's, they have memories where they go back in time. And for mm-hmm. some reason, he kind of remembers this case is one that sticks out to him. That kind of, the title is drawn from telling people about Alzheimer's and also this young woman who is searching to find out more about what happened to her mother. Yeah, I, wow, you 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 bring some interesting elements into your stories. I tell you, you really do. You've got the West case. Uh, he's obsessed with this Alzheimer's, uh, his grandfather who's dealing with Alzheimer's, and I probably just every little memory he can hold on to that he, he wants to try to, you know, even though he knows it's probably going to be rare, more and more rare that he, his grandfather's remembering. It's just like if you, you just keep pulling for a person. You just keep pulling for something to go the way you want it to go. Even when you see it's not going that way, you just, and it sounds like that's what Wes is doing. Wes is doing uh, Angel from my my uh, research for for the interview. She seems more like she's willing to let go, or either she's not dealt with things fully, but she seems a little more willing to me to let go. Now I know your the um, 
where memories fade, focuses on letting go of the past. Is Angel Roberts, because none of us is of in, lives in a, on an island or in a vacuum, is her family in the habit of keeping secrets? So you can you can have Alzheimer's and not remember things, and you can deliberately not want to remember by just keeping secrets and saying, I know that happened, so it's not like you don't remember it, but I'm going to really try to forget it. <laughs> you can have Alzheimer's and not be able to remember, and you can purposely try not to remember. So is is is, is her family in the habit of keeping secrets? Um, yes, I think as you read the novel, you will um, see that they are. Um, Angel's grandmother kept some things from her. Um, Angel's uncle is a bit of a mysterious character himself. And then Angel is also dealing with, um, I have kind of a side story going on where Angel is dealing with betrayal. She, you know, not only is her, her mom missing, but her dad, he's alive. And he kind of went out of her life, too. So she's dealing with, um, her dad suddenly shows up out of the blue as well. And so she's got that betrayal that she's working with and also a betrayal from a best friend. So forgiveness actually came up a lot in this novel, even if even though it's about a missing person's case, that seemed to be the theme that kept coming up because people do disappoint you. And in some ways, in the first part of the novel, you saw that Angel was kind of angry. She was wondering, well, if her mother did go missing and she just left, her on purpose and she was alive, you know, why would she do that to her? Because she really didn't know. She didn't know if she was she was alive or if she was dead. So she was doing it that to me too. You I'm a tower <laughs> I can tell you've read a lot of mysteries because the things you think of to put in your stories, um oh my goodness, it, it, to not the first story, Candace's mother, we know, was murdered, domestic violence from Bob's boyfriend. In this one, when memories fade, you decided just to leave that open. Like it, you, the reader, the reader is like wanting to know not only what is going to happen to these characters, but what happened, what really did happen to her mother, and so you just keep them hanging on it. They keep the turning pages. To find out what happened, and I can tell you a lot of mystery because that is so ingenious. Now, in what ways does the investigative reporter, Wes Cade, how does he push Angel uh, to continue her family investigations? And does it ever start to feel like this is too much for her and she just wants to say, you know what, I'm done with it, I'm not going to push anymore? Um, yeah, there's actually, um, he, Wes is a, is a great guy. He's a really good guy, but he is ambitious. Um, he's like a reporter who really wants to get to the heart of a story. So he does ask questions or push Angel sometimes to um, areas where she's not ready to deal with. Like he was the first to start asking her, well, what about your dad? Um, do you think your dad has something to do with your mother going missing? And she didn't want to deal. With, she didn't want to deal with that. Um, that wasn't something she wanted her mind to go to. But at some point in the novel, you see that she 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 starts to think, well, maybe I should try to reach out to my dad. 
So he mm. does things like that. So he kind of pushes her a bit before she's ready. And it really is so he can, not because he's doing it on purpose, or he just he kind of wants to know. He That's the part of his reporter um, mentality. He wants to know, so he pushes her a little bit to uh, get the information. So she's only reaching out to her dad, though, to try to solve a case, not to try to restore their relationship. Is that correct? Yes. She was is basically she just wants to know, you know, well, why did he leave? You know, he was alive. Why didn't he stick around? Um, was it a guilty conscience? You know, what was the deal with him? So um, she now when she does reach out to him, she gets another another whole story that comes back to her family. <laughs> That's wow. what she's discussing with his family. Um, so wow. um, he kind of circles back around. He gets an unexpected visit with him. Wow. Do you think all families have secrets? Um, I think so. I think um, some people keep secrets so that another family member may not get hurt or they keep secrets to keep um, their image in front of family members, you know, face, I guess. Um, yeah, I think everyone does that, does, does do that, yes. Can you, you told us a little bit about Wes, and I, and I agree. You told us a little bit about Wes, and we know his relationship with his grandfather. Can you talk about his relationship with his parents and give us a little bit more background into the type of man that Wes Cade is? Oh, well, Wes grew up, he was raised by a single mother. And his um, granddaddy was actually more of the father figure in his life. Now, Wes's dad died when he was a young boy. So he grew up without a dad. But um, I think his, his granddad did a great job uh, of keeping him on the straight and narrow. He was a kind of a good boy. Um, his mom kept him in church. Um... I don't want to call him nerdy. He was a cute guy, but he did like to wear his bow ties. Um, always was just a well-dressed, wanted to um, get his work done kind of guy when he was growing up. And very inquisitive young man, very ambitious. He definitely wants to be an anchor man one day. So um, he does what he can to, you know, get those award-winning stories. So he's a driven guy, but he's a good guy. Okay. Now, I had to ask you this. Now, you said Angel's father left when she was, after her mother went missing. Did he not, he totally left her life when she was a kid? He totally just didn't even. He did, and there was a reason behind that. (laughs) Okay, and I don't want you to tell it. Okay, I don't want you to tell. I just, I was. Yeah, it came back to her family keeping secrets. Um. I I could basically say um, the parents thought that her dad had something to do with her mom going missing. So they pretty much missed him to stay away from her. Oh. Yeah. So he was kind of of like the last person who saw her mother alive. Oh. So they blamed him. They thought he did something to her mother. You, Tyora, you you know what? I've heard this. They say, if you want to be a great writer, read a lot of books. 
and maybe it's not only just read a lot of books, but read a lot of books in the genre you want to write in. You are a mystery writer, and it's beyond a shadow of a doubt. I'm listening to you. I'm like, oh, my God, I want to read this story because I'm listening to you doing this interview like you, 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 so many what-ifs hanging out there. And not only the what-ifs, but the who, 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 what motive and why is this person this way and that person this way and what's going to happen to this one and what's going to happen to that one. And in both books, When Rain Falls and When Memories Fade, just listening to you respond to the questions, it's, it's like making me sit on the edge of my seat. Now, what what is the most true, uh, would you say, Angel and Wes couldn't be more different or they couldn't be more alike. And could you expound on that? Um. Well, I think they would, they're probably more different. Um, Wes is the one who takes risks. He's willing to get what he needs. He's very ambitious. Um, Angel is more... Um, she, she knows that she wants to find things out, but she takes her time about it. She has to feel comfortable moving forward or she won't move. And she, she can be, she gets upset easily. Uh, one of the traits that readers will notice about her is she gets flustered about things. Um, it's because she, she's grown up in this, this atmosphere of she knows that people keep things from her or she 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 kind of trusts people, but there's certain people she doesn't trust. So she, they're kind of different, but I think in their differences in people, this is a romantic suspense now too. I mean, they like each other, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think they're drawn to each other's weaknesses and strengths. I mean, you can see as a couple how Wes would push Angel forward, and you can see how Angel quiet west down you know so you kind of see that dynamic wow you know what it it just i when you started and i told myself don't interrupt her when you started describing when i was asking you more different and more like i pictured angel just kind of the way you described when in my head and that's the reason that you have to read a book i thought she was more to go get it or go after it type person um and I'm sure in some aspects she does. She owns her own her own uh, her own business. So I I I don't know. You you have to read the story and then come away with it. But it's interesting when you describe them. I was thinking to myself, man, I just saw it totally flopped, totally the opposite way. But um, each reader has to read the story themselves and come away with um, you know, their own perceptions of the story. And it's definitely a very interesting story. Not only to care about the characters, which you have to have, you know, write a book that, that people care about the characters and want to see what's going to happen to them. But also this mystery, what happened to the mom? There's just so many different elements in the story that could keep you interested and in turning the pages. How much research did you do while preparing when memories fade? Did you research uh, how cases are investigated? Did you research how journalists get to the heart of the story? How much research did you do to pre- as you were preparing to write when memories fade? Uh, I, I probably did much more research on when memories fade in the first book because, like you said, I had to understand what happens when a person goes missing, what's that process like, how do you search for them, 
you know, when do you actually stop looking for them? Um, I also looked into what a stroke, because I, I, I had um, Angel's grandmother have a stroke in the first chapter. How does that process work? What was the rehabilitation time? What type of stroke was it? Um, I looked into Alzheimer's. Um, what goes into what happens as the memory, your, your brain is basically deteriorating. What What's the toll of the caregiver? Um, you know, when do you decide how much is it you can do or when is it time to send it to a nursing home um, facility? Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of research in this novel. Um, and it was actually good research because, you know, I have aging parents and I found all the research actually really helpful just from, from my mm. knowledge. You know, because I have wow. heart disease that runs in the family. I have dementia that runs in the family. So, Good information mm, yeah. to share in the novel and also to know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, um, there was a question I wanted to – oh, I wanted to touch on for our off-the-shelf listeners. I like to give the listeners, those who want to be authors, like when I asked you how did you get your publisher, I like our listeners to walk away with things, not only to know about the book itself or to learn more about the author, but also things that they can take and in practical ways, use it to help them get achieve a dream or do something that they want to do as they move forward. That said, when memories fade, how part of it in letting go of the past so that you can move into a marvelous future, how do, do the characters Angel and West show readers how they can do that. And then I wanted to piggyback on that and just from your own experience and your observations, from a nonfiction standpoint, do you have any tips you can offer to our listeners if they're caught up in the past and they need, they, they need to move forward? I'm sure I can say by the time you get to the end of the novel, you will see where both Angel and West They've learned that forgiveness is not something about letting other people off the hook, but it's really for their healing to move forward. Um, mm-hmm. So I think you'll see that from both characters. And I'm just as I said, for just a nonfiction view, um, I think a lot of people will let forgiveness sit. And when you let forgiveness um, just kind of sit there, it develops into bitterness. And as mm. you are more bitter, you can't move forward because you that other person may have moved on with their life, but you're still stuck holding a grudge or just stuck in that place of where someone hurts you, and you can't stay there. Now, you can't grow that way. You can't move forward that way. So the best thing to do, and it's not letting someone off the hook that they did you wrong, is basically so that you can move and go into the purposes that are for you. So move past that. It, it's actually all a part of just growing to be more mature. Um, people do things and you have no control over it, but what you do have control over is your reaction, your attitude, and how you're going to proceed forward. So that you can take control over. Can and you give us... <laughs> can you give us a few tips or signs um, for any, any of our listeners, because we get up and we all, we know, we, we shower or bathe and go to work if we have jobs and we 
take care of our families and we do we do things. We go to church and we do we or, or for those who do or what other whatever worship center person goes to or doesn't go to. So it seems like our lives are advancing and we can look in the mirror and see we've gotten taller if we're in that age where we're still getting taller, our hair turning gray. We see changes. So it, it looks like we are advancing from a physical perspective. We're getting older. We It looks like we are advancing, but we could still be stuck in the past somewhere. It can be tricky to notice that, though, I think, Tyora, because we see the physical changes. We see ourselves cooking. We see ourselves reading the scriptures. We see ourselves doing these things, so we think, I am advancing. And we don't see that, no, but in this area, you're stuck. You're stuck twenty from something that happened twenty years ago. What are some ways that we uh, we can know I'm stuck in this area? Oh, well, I guess if your grievance is against another person, if just as that person's name is said, or you see them, that you're aware of your reaction to them, if you're aware of your ah. attitude towards them. Um, are you extra nasty to this person when you really don't need to when they were they just said hello to you? I mean uh, I mean I guess you have to really be aware of your inner being, how you act, what your thoughts are. I mean, everyone can't tell what everyone's thinking, but you know what you're thinking. Right. You know, I think you just need to be and it's quick for those things to be a habit. For them, and I, I will say this: I, ha, I am a hesitant of, against some people sometimes. I, and I've had this happen to me, where they're like they'll go about things and they'll say things to other people and they'll say, "I'm keeping a, a, a keeping it real attitude." I'm like, "Well, if you are mean spirited to the other person and you didn't edify them, I don't know if you were keeping it real or if you were just striking out at them." I think yeah. you know, everyone needs to understand what place you come from when you're talking to other people. You might have something that you're harboring against someone, but you just you need to deal with. And um, I think people, you, you can go through life for years. It, it happens in families. That, yeah, family reunion and people are ignoring each other. You're like, why? Yeah, <laughs> <Family>. yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, so you said it. I don't know why they're ignoring each other. You said it, and you, 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 you. I, I, we, we had another guest on who had a had a, a real life experience that was not good, and it's it's easy to get stuck. And we talk about forgiveness, and until you do it, you can't move on. I don't even know if when people hurt it, sometimes if they fully grasped what they did. I don't even if they intend to hurt you. I don't know if they fully grasped what they did. Because uh, they had stories of people who've gone to prison for murder, and it was years before they grieved and fully grasped what they did. You, 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 maybe somebody doesn't even really know just how much they injured you. But uh, to 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 move on, the importance of doing that and not saying, "Well, I'm physically going to Bible study or Sunday school or whatever," but you still haven't forgiven, and you can think you have because you're doing these things which is where religion can get us into trouble because you're doing these things and you think, I have forgiven, but you haven't. You're just doing these things. You still haven't forgiven. And you you may came up with a, what you said. Another guest has said that. How do you feel when you get in these certain situations? That's a clue. 
That's a clue. Yeah, that's that's a clue. clue. You can't ignore them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now you have so long supported writers and other creative arts. As I said at the beginning of Off the Shelf, and I so commend you. When did you decide? I mean, for years, for years you were supporting others. When did you decide to branch out and start creating websites? Uh, and you, this is still you supporting other people. But when did you decide to branch out and start creating websites to promote writers? Before I remembered your websites were more like a community base. For mothers, you had one for mothers. I can't remember the name of it. You had another one. I don't know if it was for business women, but you had these community websites. When did you say, you know what, I'm just going to focus on creating websites to help promote writers? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I had a website back in the late 90s called the Doe Network. Yeah! Um, it was yeah. the Daughters of Eve Network. And I, yeah. I met a lot of writers um, during that. and. My goal was to build a community, online community for women of color. To and I had a lot of all types of um, articles, whether it was business, family yes. related. Yes. Yes. But I, I let that go in 2004, and it was interesting at the time. I decided that same year to um, actually put up my own personal website, put up my own personal writing, which were just kind of devotions and articles. And then the following year, 2006, um, is when I started writing on fiction. But it was because of the Doe Network that other people started asking me, well, do you, do you build websites for other people? And I was, at first, wow. I was so to me. I, that was just a hobby. I loved doing it. I spent my evenings putting up articles and just branching out that website and never really crossed my mind to do this to pay. So, yeah, it was because of that website that I kind of, people came to me and said, I would like you to build a website for me, and that's kind of how it all started. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Interesting. Where, with just about two minutes left, where can our off-the-shelf listeners get your, oh, my goodness, your 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 amazing books, When Memories Fade and When Rain Falls, where can I get copies of your bookstore? I mean, you can get those in most bookstores. They're available on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble. There's also on the Kindle and the Nook and the iBook as well. Are you on any social networks? I know you have a, a page on Facebook, which is just wonderful, with a lot of tips and advice. Are you on any social networks? And if you are, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? Um, sure, you can search my name, Taora Moody. I come up on Facebook. I'm on Twitter and Pinterest, LinkedIn, Google Plus, and Instagram. <laughs> okay, so just go look for Taora Moody. And again, her website is com. That's T Y O R A. M O O D Y dot com. Please, you, you, I don't know how anybody could listen to this interview and not want to go out and get copies of uh, When Rain Falls and her latest book released, When Memories Fade. And give us the title of the the uh, self published book you put out. I'm sure the self published book is Deep Fried Trouble, and it's the first book in a new series. It's called the Eugenia Patterson Mystery. Deep Fried Trouble, and she's an avid mystery reader, and she is very, very good at what she does. 
very, very good at what she does. She also does author promotions, virtual tours, author websites at Thai Web and Creations. So the our authors here at Off the Shelf can check her out. And readers, please go support her and get a copy of When Memories Fade and When Rain Falls. Thank you, Ty Aura. I love, love, love this interview. So I'm so glad that we got to connect and hope you feel better and, and get over your cold uh, uh, right right away. Thank you to our off-the-shelf listeners for being here with us. Please come back next Saturday. Tell your friends, your colleagues, your family, everybody, tune in to Off the Shelf Saturday mornings, 11 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. And as I always tell you, you are so awesome. You are just amazing. You are incredible. Go out and create a fabulous day for yourself today. See you next Saturday, 11 o'clock. Tarot, I'll shoot you an email. Bye for now. Right, thank you. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.